No, this is parking the assholes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... It's his wife, Penny. Hello! How's it going? Oh, good. How are you today? Day two after the worst day in American history. You know, nothing much has changed. Like, everything's the exact same. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing Nothing really exciting, that's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just as I expected. This would be a big nothing burger. But it is good that they're rounding up some of those jokers. It'd be yes, nice to it see is. some nice public trials and some ha- <laughs> some insurrection hangings. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> uh, anything uh, else we want to talk about before we get into it? Um, no. That, no, I can't really think of anything. All right. Well, hopefully in the future, um, you're all safe and sound. Here we are, day two. Okay, season five, episode three, free to be you and me. Uh, During the recap, I had just read a work email, and I completely spaced out and didn't pay attention to any of it, other than it ended with Sam and Dean going their separate ways. Was there anything important in that recap I should have paid attention to? Um, Just the fact that we were looking back on how Jesse died, that Cass was trying to find... Oh, your microphone's going out. Okay. How's this sound? Well, it's fine right now, but it just dropped out. It drops out randomly because you don't have enough bo- battery power. Look, you mean your battery? I'm looking for them. Jeez, settle down. <laughs> well, you have to keep... Someone, one of us has to keep talking while we're yeah, doing this. We're going to have to have a live swap here of batteries. Well, he's doing that, I'm going to go over here and let work dogs in because Buddy decided that he thought it would be fun to go out while we're trying to do this. So Harley is still out in the yard somewhere running around like a moron. You know, that's what she does. She thinks she's funny. She thinks she's cute. She is cute, but, you know, that's about all we can say to her. Okay, here we go. There we go. Microphones, batteries replaced. At least I think, I don't know. Maybe you're just in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, EMF hole over there. Yeah, you never know. What's that called? Where the magnet, where stuff doesn't work in, the, the electronics don't work in an area? There's a name for it, isn't there? I don't really know what you're talking about. No, I'm letting Harley in. Come on, Harley. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Uh. All right. Well, after the recap, Sam wakes up. He looks pretty frustrated. Uh, There's a hottie next to him. What do you know? It's Jessica. She's back, his girlfriend that died a long time ago. Sam knows he's dreaming uh, and says he misses her. She asks, why is he always running away? And Sam claims this time it's different. He's not running... He was running away to be normal before, but now he's running away because he's a freak and he wants to keep everyone safe. Jessica then turns on him in this conversation and blames him for killing her and uh, <laughs> basically her death. Uh, she said, uh, the past is going to catch up with you, buddy old boy, and uh, people are going to die. She then vanishes, uh, but he seems awake, so it maybe was not a dream. I think it was a dream. 
Okay. Well, he was just like still standing there and wasn't there. So it was like, it felt to me like it was saying that, because it wasn't like he then woke up again. It wasn't one of those things. Like she vanished in his dream. Even if he was dreaming, it was like something else being there talking to him. It wasn't just him dreaming in his own head. Right. With right. guilt. Right. That's true. Uh, Sam is getting dropped off at a motel. We see Dean is dressed up in his FBI suit and going into a hospital. Uh, before before we do this, um, that's when it goes to the splash or whatever you want to call it. And then we come back on the screen. It says one week earlier. And then that's when we show Sam going to the hotel. Oh, okay. I missed the one week earlier. Uh, Dean is dressed up. And his FBI suit goes into a hospital. Sam grabs all of his fake IDs and lights them on fire. Dean is at inside the hospital requesting someone's info. There's a whole lot of back and forth, back and forth, but pretty much what it tells us is that Sam is now working as a bartender while Dean is continuing to hunt. Right? Yeah, sorry, I had to get up yet another dog out. Now, now let us say this. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. Either we're going to do a podcast or not. No, we're gonna keep, we'll keep doing it. Just keep, keep talking whenever I have to get up. You keep talking. <sighs> well, the thing is, I, once she gets in, I won't let him out anymore. <clears throat> it's just the fact when they ask to go out, I'm going to put him out because I'd rather get up and do that than have him go to the bathroom on the floor. Well, I get that, but, I mean, Jesus, we can't even, like, go five minutes without <clears throat> you having to get up. It's kind of silly. All right, we see Dean riding down the road and looks over at the pass- empty passenger seat, So, and he misses Sam, you can see in his eyes. We see Dean is cleaning his jacket, I guess, at the hotel or something like that, and Cass shows up behind him, spooks him. Cass moves in, and really, he's a close talker in this scene. <laughs> he stands, like, nose to nose to have a conversation. Uh, Dean then asks Cass, hey, how did, could you find me? I, you know, you weren't supposed to be able... Well, Cass explains that away. He called Bobby and asked him. Cass asks where Sam is, and uh, Dean doesn't know. He just didn't reply. Cass, Dean asks, where's God at? And Cass just doesn't know or doesn't reply. <laughs> uh, it, but God is not the issue at this point, not what he's here for. He's there instead to help find Raphael. Dean makes a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle joke. So obvious. Of course he does. Uh, Cass wants, uh, so Cass wants to trap and then question the archangel that killed him. So this Raphael, Archangel, Archangel, Raphael is the one that killed him. And then before he got brought back, the one that killed Cass. Yes. So wants to grab that guy and ask him if he knows any information about where God's at. Right. Because supposedly he does, he heard a rumor on the great Viner angel radio that Raphael would know where God was. Dean asks, uh, why would he do this? Cass lets him know that no angel or Dean asks why. Yeah. Dean asks why he himself would go do that. Like, uh, obviously this seems super dangerous, but Cass lets him know that no angel would screw around with, uh, Dean or hurt him because he's Michael's vessel. Uh, so nobody is going to kill that off and then suffer the wrath of Michael, I guess. <laughs> Cass goes uh, down, goes to touch uh, Dean's head and uh, zap them to where they need to go. But Dean says that he didn't poop right for a week, so they're going to drive there. Well, like, I guess the, the last, last time. Yeah, the last time Cass transported him like that. It messed with his tummy. <laughs> 
All right, back with Sam. There's a female bartender that's asking Sam what his story is. Uh, she points out that he's very smart and quiet, and then he reveals that he's also good at darts. On the news, there's some sort of crazy disaster story that gets Sam's attention. An old guy working behind the bar turns it off and says, it seems like the world's coming to an end, doesn't it? Uh, then we see Dean and Cass. They show up at a police station. Uh, Cass wants to tell the truth, and whatever investigation i don't even know exactly what they're there looking for well Cass heard that this police officer spotted Raphael or his vessel anyway and so that's why he wanted to question him to get some information and so that's why Cass wanted to say well let's go tell him you know he saw an angel of the lord and <laughs> we want to know where he went yeah dean's like no we're gonna lie about this and not sound like maniacs uh, so they go inside, but Cass acts like a complete weirdo. He holds his ID upside down. He isn't answering questions. He's just acts really strange. Uh, they sit down with the cop and ask what happened that night. There was some sort of riot that took place. Um, Cass then speaks up, says, oh, yeah, it's probably the demons and the angels. And uh, there's a bit of back and forth with, again, Dean having to cover up for Cass being so awkward. Cap then reports that there was a fireball, but it was unlike any other fireball, a pure white light just leveled the gas station. And there was just some dude standing there who survived it all. And it was Raphael. Um, but now he's gone and it's an empty body. Yeah, it was Raphael. We don't know that yet. It was Raphael because they asked if he just disappeared. And the, guy, the cop's like, no, he just walked away. And then instantly Cass tells Dean that was, that's well, or Dean guesses it. Like, instantly they say, oh, that was Raphael. Right, Raphael. Yeah, either Dean says it to Cass or Cass says it to Dean. Like, oh, that one survivor there. We know exactly who that is. Exactly. So that's why it's in my notes right there. <laughs> uh, Sam calls Bobby and asks how he's doing. Bobby is pretty grumpy about not having legs still. Sam says that he's found some more omens, and Bobby's like, yeah, so why are you calling me? Sam's like, well, you can put some guys on it, right? And then Bobby gets really sarcastic and is like, hmm, who's in your area? Who's the best hunter in your area? It would be you, dumbass. <laughs> and Sam says, nope, I'm sitting this one out, and they hang up on each other. Pretty much, yeah. Bobby just doesn't seem to agree with Sam and not wanting to be a hunter anymore because he's so good at it, so... That's where we leave that. Back inside of a farmhouse or someplace, uh, Dean is waiting for Cass. Cass comes back. And it took him a little bit of time because he was in Jerusalem gathering up some special oil. Cass lets Dean know that it's gonna be that this whole trapping Raphael thing or dealing with him is gonna be hard and that he'll probably die. <laughs> Meaning Cass would die, not Dean. Right. Uh, Dean's like, huh, well, if this is your last night on Earth, let's go out and have some fun, like with some women. Yay. And Dean makes a very odd comment, which I don't know why. He goes, I know two things for sure. Bert and Ernie are gay, and you're not going to die a virgin. I don't <laughs> know why he brought in Bert and Ernie. I have no idea uh, why that. Not cool, there. Dean. Just leave puppets alone. They don't have any pants on. <laughs> the dumbest conversation well they ever. do have someone's hand up their butt so <laughs> yeah they are getting fisted 
Back at Sam's bar, a group of hunters comes in to talk to Sam. At very first, when they come in, I was like creeped out. I'm like, oh, Jesus, these guys look like they're here to kill Sam right now. Yeah, they did look kind of scary, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't look like they were happy. Uh, but we come to find out that Bobby actually called them and sent them to Sam uh, to try and talk Sam into helping out with the apocalypse. And I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, yeah, Sam started the apocalypse. Now he isn't helping out with any of it. What a selfish dick. Yes and no. You have to remember that the first seal that started getting Lucifer to break free was the fact that actually Dean was the first seal when he started torturing souls in hell. So they both kind of had a hand in it. Dean was the first seal and Sam helped with the last seal, which was killing Lilith. Well, Lindsay, the uh, female bartender that we've met here, is now more interested than ever with Sam. And she is, like, really into him. And I'm now starting to get suspicious about this Lindsay chick and what she has to do with anything. Dean and Cass, we see them. They're at a brothel. A girl comes over, and Cass gets up and to go with her. Dean gives him some money and says, you know, go have fun. A moment later, though, the girl screams and runs away, like swearing at him and saying that she's going to kill him. <laughs> and at first, I'm like, oh, he must have taken his pants off, and he's just smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> you know, a la Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, yeah no, that was Dogma. But or yeah. Dogma, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was expecting, is that's what <laughs> creeped her out. And then we'd find out, like, oh, he doesn't have genitalia, duh. Because he's such an idiot. He wouldn't have brought that up to Dean in the first place. Like, you know, this isn't going to work because I don't have a penis, right? The thing is, he's in a vessel. Yes, he does have a penis. Oh, yeah. They do the whole vessel thing, unlike Dogma. Right. All they right. are in vessels. They have fully functioning penises. Yes, that was not the reason that cha her name was Chastity. Not the reason she ran away. No. Cass ended up uh, looking into her eyes and telling her that her father didn't run away because of her, but because he really hated his job at the post office, <laughs> which is weird. If you don't like your job at the post office, quit your job, move, but take your family with. Right. That made no sense, but right. whatever. <laughs> uh, well, bouncers show up. I mean, obviously, this girl's screaming and running. So bouncers show up, and Dean and Cass take off running. They get back to the car, and Dean is uh, laughing and giggling like he's having a really good time out trouncing, tromping around with Cass. Well, he did say, I haven't laughed this long in years, or laughed this hard in years. I haven't laughed more with you and, than I have with Sam, and you're not even that funny. <laughs> back with Lindsay and Sam, Lindsay wants to know who those hunters were. She uh, then guesses that Sam's in witness protection. Uh, at this point, I'm just like, Lindsay, shut up. Leave him alone. Jesus, go wipe down some tables. Get to work. <laughs> uh, Sam says, though, he used to be in business with his brother. He was really good at his job, but a lot of people got hurt. And then Lindsay asks what his addiction was that ruined everyone's lives, and she reveals that she's three years sober. She's thinking his whole story is about addiction, but it's not. Right, yeah, because he says he, mistakes were made, people got hurt. Very badly. So, yeah, she's just assuming, oh, he must be addicted to something and screwed something up really badly, and that's what happened. Dean and Cass, they head back to the hospital. Cass pours out that oil that he got in Jerusalem uh, around the uh, Raphael's vessel, who looks like he's just a, a mute vegetable at this point. 
Yes, he's in a wheelchair, kind of just staring drooling, out of a window, uh, nowhere exactly. with a little bit bit of drool off of his <laughs> right lip. Uh, yeah, so he goes and pours out this oil all around him, and says that they'll be able to easily trap Raphael within the flames here, and then uh, torture him and get the information that they want. Um, Dean wants to know how are they going to get him here? Well, come to find out that a vessel and an angel, they've always got like an open line to each other. So Cass just has to call the phone as he puts it. He, uh, leans over, whispers into the vessel's ear, whatever sacred commands to summon up Cass or Raphael and or Cass steps back. And lights the oil on fire. So now there's a burning, a big circle of burning oil in the middle of this hospital room. <laughs> and there's no alarms or fire or anything going off. Right. Well, it's holy oil. So I'm thinking it's a holy fire, which is going to be different than a regular fire. All right. You know? Well, still, there's some poor mute deaf that can't move sitting in the middle of it, too, getting sitting roasty. Sitting in the middle of a <laughs> ringing burn of, burning, burning ring, ring of, of fire. fire. Went down, he went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. <laughs> How that was never made into hemorrhoid medication. <laughs> Jingle, <laughs> Jingle, I don't know. I will never Maybe know. it was back in the day. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at Sam's bar, one of the hunters comes back. Kind of the lead creepy hunter comes back. He reveals that uh, Sam's like, hey, where are the other guys? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's out on the road with his guts hanging out. <laughs> And he wants to, he's pretty upset with Sam and wants to know what Sam knows. And he says, the demon told us about you, Sam. We want info. Then the other hunter, uh, another hunter buddy, not the one with the guts hanging out, but the third guy comes in and has Lindsay at knife point. So now she's involved and I guess she's innocent from all of her questioning before that made me suspicious of her. Yes, it, when I first saw it, too, it kind of like she was too interested, like Dan mentioned. It almost felt like she was a demon trying to get information from Sam. Yeah, but I was thinking about that, but it's like, well, if they're cloaked now, like what are the odds that there just happened to be a random demon here working at this bar? You know, like is there just a network of demons working at bars as bartenders? <laughs> um, Here's the thing. That inscription that Sam carved into their ribs is to hide them from angels not demons no he said it hides you from everything does he oh, yeah okay. that's we're gonna get to that at the end yeah it hides everything oh, oh it, wait, no okay go ahead i know what you're gonna say. yeah you know what i'm gonna say about the end then, yep. to prove that um so uh back with cass and dean uh dean and uh, Raphael. well back with cass and dean like they go back to the hotel their uh their farmhouse or whatever. When like they get in there, there's a dude there, and then he's got like uh, lightning coming out of his back, and it makes the form of like angel wings. So you're like, oh, well, what happened at the hospital? I guess they just left him there, and then when they come back to their house, like then he's at the house. I'm like, wait, what? Why didn't he show up where he was supposed to show up? Why did he show up at this other place? And then it wasn't even the same dude. Like it, that wasn't the mute, was it? Yeah, it was. It was the same actor. Oh, was okay. Yeah. Well, well, in one scene he's sitting in a chair drooling, and in another scene he's up walking around acting like a tough guy. Well, because now he had Raphael in him, all up in him. <laughs> Very confusing. How did he get out of the hospital? I don't know. What happened between? Them lighting the hospital floor on fire and them walking into the farmhouse. 
They probably realized Raphael wasn't going to show up, put the fire out, and left. I'm sure that's what happened. Um, you'd think that, but there's some more details coming up that then <laughs> dispute that. Uh, Dean and Raphael are going back and forth about God being gone. And Raphael's like, look, dude, we just want paradise, man. Like, we're getting tired. We're just looking for a way out of all this nonsense and to get, get the good old days back. Back at Sam's bar, uh, Sam is asking everyone to relax and chill out. There's no need to have knives at people's necks. Sam lets them know that, hey, what the uh, demon said was true. And the other hunters, they really want Sam to say it. So them, Sam says it. Yep, I did it. I started the apocalypse. Back with Raphael, Cass, and Dean. Raphael tells Cass that it was uh, probably Lucifer that raised him. Which Cass then got a really concerned look on his face. Like, oh, crap. Uh, but Cass does... Not let them. So then, at this whole point too, when they're in this farmhouse, Raphael steps forward, and then Dean says, "Oh, we knew you were coming." Then he lit the floor on uh, oil on the floor on fire. Mm-hmm. Well, so, how did they know he was going to be there when they went to the ho- hotel? Like, how did they know where to line everything up? Well, what I'm thinking is they prepare that room, or, or pre- prepare the floor of the farmhouse or wherever they were holding up. Um, went to the the hospital. Since he didn't show up there, I figured, well, let's go back, and he'll probably show up where we were. And sure enough, he did. Yeah. I don't know. They don't don't really explain it, but that's what you have to just assume. That's what happened. I guess. Cass was so smart to know, like, oh, we probably won't catch him at the hospital, but he'll probably come back to our house, so we should set up some more rings of oil. So then, like, in the kitchen, is there a ring of oil? In the bathroom, is there a no, ring of oil? No, in the just, bedroom? no, no, just the one. How would they know he would be there? Honey, I don't know. Okay, that's all I wanted you to say. How the f- it's all I wanted you to admit. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, well, then back at the bar... The hunters, uh, they have a vial of demon blood, and they really want Sam to drink it. The plan is that Sam will then hulk up and then kill all the demons in town, uh, especially the ones they were just fighting that killed their buddy. Uh, At this point, though, all three of them, the two hunters and Sam, they start fighting. Eventually, the two hunters get Sam in like a headlock and pour the blood down into his mouth. Sam gets up, all grumpy looking, spits all the blood back out into one of their faces, and they start fighting again. Uh, Sam gets the best of them, has a big long knife at one of the guy's throats. Lindsay looks over. She's witnessed this whole huge fight. She looks horrified, but Sam lets them go. They threaten to come back, and Sam says, well, you know, you can find me. (laughs) Cass and Dean are riding down the road. Dean says uh, that he knows what it's like to have a father missing, because remember, God is still missing and they're no closer to finding him whatsoever even after talking to Raphael. right there are a couple of things when they were talking to Raphael. Raphael said you know god is dead he might as well be um yeah and then mentioned that uh lucifer's were the one lucifer, that probably raised yeah you. because cash is like well if god's dead then who raised me and that's when Raphael said well it's probably lucifer he's looking for all the rebellious angels that he can find and you're rebelling <laughs> Well, Dean lets Cass know that he knows what it's like to have a missing father. Cass, though, tells him that he believes God is still out there someplace. And Cass asks Dean how he's doing. Dean says he's good, especially without his brother. 
He's had more fun in the last 24 hours than he's had with Sam in years. <laughs> Dean says he's very happy. Then Cass vanishes, and then Dean looks really sad. Yeah, he's not all happy by himself like he lets on to be. So, just like the very beginning when Sam was sleeping, we see Sam waking up once again, and it's Jess asking uh, if this is his life now. Just running. Sam says, look, people can change. Uh, there's a reason for hope. Jess says, no, there is no reason for hope. And then you see Jess's face turn into Lucifer's face. Lucifer thanks Sam for letting him free on Earth. Lucifer tells Sam that he's the one true vessel. And this is where he says, like, you are really hard to find. And then that's when we know that it is Dream World. And that's the only place that Lucifer can find him is when he's dreaming. He can't find him in real life. Because Lucifer is an angel. If he were a demon, he would have been able to find him in real life. Mm, I don't think anything can find him, but I guess we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and look at um, yesterday's stuff. Uh, well, Sam, so yeah, Lucifer is like, hey, man, I gotta, you're the one true vessel. I'm going to have to find you and jump into you. Sam says, that'll never happen. Lucifer is really chill. And he's like, yeah, it will. Uh, he, Lucifer then promises, he goes, look, I'm never going to lie or trick you, but it'll happen. Sam asks, why me? And Lucifer is like, it had to be you. <laughs> yeah, it always had to be you. You are the true it vessel. It had to be you. I'm just wearing Nick because that's, you know, he's plan B, as Lucifer called him. Um, Sam even is like, I'll, I'll kill myself before I let you. And Lucifer says, well, I'll just raise you up again. Yep. No big deal. So that's the end of the episode. What'd you think? I found it really interesting when I first saw this episode that Dean happened to be Michael's true vessel and Sam happened to be Lucifer's true vessel. Um, yeah, that's what I it's now, too. I was like, what are the odds? That is weird. That is weird. But we'll find out in later episodes that John and Mary had to be together. They had to produce Sam and Dean, and I think this might be why. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. There, not much happens in this episode, though. I mean, what are the two big plot points? Uh, Sam works at a bar, and there's just two storylines. There's an A story and a B story. I guess the A story is with Cass and uh, Dean grabbing, you know, tricking Raphael into coming around, trying to find God, getting some more information. That's all that happens there. And then the other story is that Sam works at a bar, some hunters tracked him down he didn't want to help he fought the hunters the end I, so like really not a lot happens in this episode no but we do learn that sam is lucifer's true vessel and we just know that Cass is not going to stop looking for god if Raphael doesn't know where he is he's gonna keep trying to look for him all right cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hey, so lame without those two without the two brothers together though that's true, and that's what, uh, when I look in the trivia for this episode, that this is one of the episodes where Sam and Dean do not even have one scene together. So that kind of sucks. Yep. They're meant to be together. So not really that interesting. There's really nothing new here um, in the lore or anything that we haven't discussed before. I mean, it is Lucifer is a cool dude. 
he's got like his his whole mellow is like super <laughs> chill. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be worried or frustrated by anything. Nah, he's been you know cooling his heels in the cage for God knows how long, thousands and thousands of years. So he, I guess he thinks he can be patient. He can wait for Sam to come around. And I mean, he was nice enough when he asked. If I was Sam, I might have been like, "Oh, okay. Well, what, what's your plans?" <laughs> <laughs> You'd at least hear him out. Well, he, he didn't come at you like a dick. That's true. That's true. Well, kind of when he, he faked that he was Jess when it was really Lucifer the whole time. But, yeah. Oh, a little good-natured ribbing. <laughs> a little ha-ha. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, not very exciting this episode. Um, no, not even a good fight scene, really. Well, you know, Sam did a little kung fu fighting yeah, with his just the hunter buddies, but that was fight. it. No, and I still want to know how Cass and Dean knew that Raphael would show up at the farmhouse and not at the ho- at the hospital like they initially intended. Well, I think they were planning on one or the other. So I'm thinking they set up the farmhouse or wherever it was they were, went to the hospital to get the vessel, hope, thinking that... Well, he'll show up here, but if he didn't, then they had Plan B back at the farmhouse. Why? I don't know. It's not talked about. I have no fucking clue. Let me just put it that way. Okay, so at the hospital, let's say at the hospital, they light the thing on fire. They're waiting around. They're like, "Mm, this Raphael guy's never coming. But in reality, you know, he did come, and he just sat there really quietly, maybe just faking them out like oh you know the only way i'll get out of here is if i just sit here and drool so he does that they put the fire out on the floor they uh they clean up and then they split okay so they're driving then back to the farmhouse Mm -hmm. then mr vessel he has to like okay cool coast is clear now he's got to get into a car and race back and beat him to the farmhouse that he doesn't know where they're going to um yes and no uh how does Cass travel he could just whoosh out right? yeah okay so that's how Raphael could okay do it so too. Raphael can whoosh so what uh, he but he, I'm thinking because of the fact that Cass still has connection to heaven and could therefore call for Raphael probably knew through that where Dean and Cass were, were well he wouldn't know where Dean's at but he would know where, no, he would know where Dean's at because of the fact that he can't see Dean, but he'd at least know where Cass was. And he even said, you know, I didn't come here for you. I came here for Dean. You led me to Dean. You led me to the person where I, who I wanted to find. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's it. I, 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 that's the only logical explanation for what happened is Ex- that Raphael faked him out at the hospital. But they should have shown us something other than just them standing around going, hmm, not sure this is working. <laughs> and then cut to a different scene, then cut back, and then they're walking in the front door like, oh, what's on TV tonight? Holy shit, you're here! <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it was. It looked like they were going to, you know, throw the newspaper down and kick their shoes off. And then all of a sudden there's just this dude with, electric wings in their <laughs> dining room well maybe they, you know that could have all been their clever <laughs> ruse <laughs> to get Raphael there i don't know very don't know. odd you keep saying that that was their clever ruse but there's no indication of a i think ruse. it was i really think it was 
All right. Well, if you'd like to join in this uh, never-ending argument of how the hell did this all play out, uh, head on over to our website, coupleofidgets.com. Every episode is up there. You can uh, listen to them and uh, download them. Pretty slick. Leave a comment for us. Also, there's information on how to subscribe with your podcast apps as well as some other contact info to get a hold of us on our other social media junkers. We have a Facebook group called uh, Armchair Hunters, where you can come on over and say hi. We have, uh, well, Penny, you release every episode on there, too, sometimes early, sometimes late lately, though, unfortunately. Yeah, we're late tonight, but but that's okay. (coughs) But every episode also gets published up there as well, so just Mm -hmm. join that group. And tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everyone that you think would like Supernatural and might think that we're funny and not be as annoyed by our dogs as I am to uh, come on <laughs> over and listen. Penny, what is the death count for this episode? Oh, jeez. Uh, it's just one. It's just the one dude out on the highway, right? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yes. One yeah. is the body count. Yeah, it's just that one hunter. Oh, and what's tomorrow's episode? Uh, season five, episode four, the end. Oh, finally. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, we say the end, but we are about a third of the way through this, so we're almost to a third, so we still got a ways to go yet. Yeah, we do. Fifteen whole seasons. (coughs) We're on season five. Funness. We will talk to you soon. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.